friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. Hello, everyone. You are tuned to the MC Lars podcast. It is Monday, April 27th, 2020. This is episode 87. I wanted to give a shout out to my mom, DJ Kathy Nielsen. She had her birthday uh, yesterday and we celebrated over Zoom and she's 40 now. So happy birthday, mom. That's awesome. This week is part two of my interview with Canadian juggalo nerdcore rapper MC Snacks. Yeah, I never thought I'd say that sentence, but I did because MC Snacks is tight and we talked so much that I thought it'd be cool to split the interview up into two segments. This week, uh, the episode is brought to you by the following Patreon Larsons. Shout out to the new ones, Nick Oliver, McBrom, and Miguel Rojas. Shout out to the old ones, Stuart, you know who that is, Two Button Hero, Andy Kalor, and Jonathan. I love you all so much. You keep it going. I hope everyone's doing okay. It feels like they're starting to open things up. I don't know if it's too soon. I don't know what to believe. It's... uh. Nuts. It's nuts. But I've been grateful for the internet, grateful for my ability to create content, grateful for y'all, the fans, most importantly, for allowing me to focus on my art and tell my stories. And I just feel listened to. I feel loved. I want to give a shout out to the Discord, which is for those of you who haven't heard of the Discord, it's like um it's a system, it's a chat room, really. It's like a private chat room that's really fun and really interactive. So if you go to mclars.com, click the Discord link and just drop in and tell them that. Uh, Lars said hi, and it's a little community we're building. But there's a lot of really cool people in there, active people. There's fan art. There's gaming talk. It's fun. So check out the Discord. I'm going to be plugging it every week, and maybe we can do conversations about the topics on the podcast. Uh, this week's MC, MC Lars, Lars, Patreon, Patreon Larson of, the, of week the week is from Sarah in Ohio, who talks about how she discovered me. And how she's a huge Edgar Allan Poe fan. So we're kindred spirits. So Sarah, take it away, my friend. So my husband and I actually discovered MC Lars via Shape of the Dark Lord, who we discovered via MC Chris. Um, I fell in love with the fact that he uses Edgar Allan Poe as topical matter for his music. And I have been obsessed with Poe since I was a little girl. And so I was really excited about that fact. My husband was kind of okay with him until he got to see him in concert with SPD. And then he was super impressed by his personality, his attitude, his music, and he's been a fan ever since. Um, we recently started supporting him on Patreon, and we look forward to future music. Um, our favorite song from him is actually a joint venture with Shay for the Dark Lord, and it would be um, The Friends of Orients because it's fantastic. Thanks, MC Lars. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Sarah, and thank you for your support. Thanks for joining the Patreon, and thank you for converting your husband. Thanks to Schaefer for connecting me with y'all so you could hear my music, and thanks to MC Chris for connecting Schaefer with y'all. Uh, we have a new song on Spotify. Mega Ran and I did Console Wars. Some of you may have heard it on a tour mixtape from a few years ago, but we remastered it, and it is on Spotify, so peep that this week. I'm dropping the 100th Patreon song. It's on Ant-Man, and I, I'm really proud of it. But 100 songs, dude. So if you don't know, that's like 10 records of unreleased flavor on the Patreon. And then you get a link where you can download them all But um, if you sign up. But anyway, let's get into it. This is my interview with MC Snacks, a dude I really respect and admire. And I hope you all check out his music. So here we go. This is my interview, part two, with MC Snacks. <laughs>
Yeah, so Baptist church. So what's the ceremony like? Because I've never been to Baptist service. So it's amazing because like the hymns are so good and they are like pretty, a lot of them are upbeat. It's mostly hymns and then a sermon is the main part of, of the church service. They... They don't have communion in Baptist church, right? No, they, my church, and I, I think like even within Baptist, there's so many offshoots and different, like little differences, but um, they do what's called the Lord's Supper, um, the first Sunday evening service of the month. And I've actually never seen it. Mm-hmm. I've gone to evening services. I've just haven't gone to one that they were doing the Lord's Supper. I don't really know what it looks like. I don't know if it's an actual meal or what, but they definitely don't have like the ritualistic communion. So it's like an emulation of the Last Supper. I guess. I guess so. Like I said, I shouldn't even because I don't know if it's just bread. You gotta and wine go. And you not. gotta tell me. Yeah, I should. I I do. That's I what's. That's the poetic, amazing thing to think about is uh, him knowing what's gonna happen. I know. Judas but... maybe selling him out, and maybe him like knowing Judas would, and hanging mm-hmm. out with them and being like, "Look, this is." This is remember me, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Why? You're right here, dude." Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's an incredible story. It's heavy, dude, and it's palpable. And like those stories are real in a way that other stories aren't real, right? And um, like you had said about like how you know the relation of like Jesus knowing what Judas was gonna do, and you know, <clears throat> C.S. Lewis talks about this actually, like <clears throat> him. Like God's foreknowledge of our actions, the effect that has on free will. And C.S. Lewis said, I don't know if he's the only person to say it, but in the screw tape letters, actually, um, uh, screw tape says something to the effect of just because God knows he's going to, uh, we're going to do something doesn't mean he's making us do it. Like That's, he, that's why wow, that's an interesting mental gymnastic it is so, so give me an example i'm trying to figure out what you're talking about well like if you were to think and again we don't know how god relates to time and my goodness we're getting into some heavy stuff we're getting real but like let's say god you know is omnipotent and he would know your move before you make it i see yeah i get where you're going so do you have free will and therefore, are certain people just going to hell no matter what? Right. And then that's, well, that's predestination. That's Calvinism. Calvin. Hey! Yeah. Ugh. And your last name. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, no. That's right. Uh, uh, and maybe that's why I don't like, because yeah, Calvinism, brother, I got to be honest with you. And again, I'm not feeling you, John Calvin. Yeah, I'm not, brother. Get out of here. Not. You're going to tell me that certain people are just damned. Right. Just, no. And, and like, God can just save whoever he wants by irresistible grace. Like, and you don't have a say in the matter, but they're taking the faith alone and not because of our work, super literally, because going back to it being faith alone, what determines, like their argument, again, I'm not a Calvinist, I don't agree with what they're saying, but their argument for what they're saying is, if it is a gift that we received, why are some people receiving it and others? Is it because of personal merit, like they're wise enough or they have a moral moral character enough to recognize that Jesus is who he says he is. It, it In that situation, they're arguing there is credit to that person. And they, I think, I think they would say that that contradicts parts of scripture that say we have no part in earning our salvation. So they're like, okay, well then God puts irresistible grace. You don't have any say in the matter. 
if he wants you to accept the gift, you will accept it. But then it's like, oh my gosh, I, this is too much. Well, it's like free will. What's that, right? I know. That's the question. So here's a question for you. Sure. Sna- MC Snacks. MC Snacks. <laughs> Cygnus 24X93. Whoa, what's Those that? aliens up in space. <laughs> okay, yeah. They have a different messiah? Or oh. will, will Jesus come to them one day? Like, Because I do believe that this universe is huge. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe we're the only things around. I'm open to aliens, yeah. For sure. And so- that's a question that's a great question what they need salvation in the same way we did i think c.s lewis talks about that doesn't he oh sure i think i don't know not in that book but he's talking about like kind of like chronicles of narnia being almost like him imagining if another kind of reality would need a savior multiverse right yeah so that's a great question brother what's your favorite in the Narnia series. I haven't read it. <laughs> I hate to admit this, but I have to. I haven't read any of the books. So how'd you do such an ill verse as Aslan? I watched the, the movie. movie. And I asked you, I was like, I'll, I would have read the book if you wanted me to for accuracy. But I did read about the books and it seemed to be, like the movie seems to be pretty close to the book. So Yeah, movies are great. And people clown on um, Prince Caspian, but Prince Caspian's great. Mm. People clown on that movie, especially my friend Mike Russo. I love you to death, Mike Russo. <laughs> Shout out Mike Russo. I think you're a genius. Cut but I hair. thought the movie was ill. Hey, he did, he did, he did. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, people, when he advances shows, <laughs> people know that song. Nice. They, uh, mm. um, I, I, my favorite is the horse, the horse and his boy. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we won't, we won't, I don't want to spoil it for you, and yeah. I don't want to. I know I do want to read the books, man, because C.S. Lewis is so awesome. And I'm gonna read the Screw Tape Letters. Yeah, dude, you got to. It will. I think it'll blow your mind. I'm excited to talk to you about it. Yes. Um, we're rebooting Hatchet Chat, and you're helping me as a as a researcher, and you did help me with the script of the, the Terror Wheel. Yes, sir. That's the plan. You did a great job, so oh, that's gonna come you, back. Brother. It was an honor, and I I'm excited to work on that. What's your favorite Joker's card? Is it the Wraith? It is the Wraith, man. And it's funny because we were saying like people come in at like a certain Joker's card era, and a lot of times that whatever Joker's card was out when they first discovered ICP will be their favorite one. Sure, fair enough. And I think I was lucky well in one sense i wish i had seen all the first six come out as they came out but in a sense i also think i'm lucky because not only did i get the like that first joker's card nostalgia with the wraith but it happened to be a super exciting time in that world sure so i i would say um the wraith how about you Malenko, and that's yes. just because the guests and yeah it's actually my favorite album of all time it's come up quite a bit on this that's podcast am- i don't know if i've ever heard you Say that straight up. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. Great movies, your favorite album of all time. Of all time. Production, amazing. the stories, the skits, it's funny, the guests, the um Boogie Woogie Woo. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I mean, Dead Body Man is probably my favorite ICP song. Mm-hmm. But oh Malink, Under the Moon Man, what a I song. Know. It's so good. So dark. All the illusions, so ill. House of it's it's ill. I don't like the Nedden game. I think that's <laughs> not funny. And I think it's like shows them at their worst but people love that song people do and, and like that's the song from my dumb. experience a lot of like non-juggalos will like because of like the because it's comedic. funny yeah exactly they call them stretch nuts or whatever yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. um have you you know so i talked to uh aubrey from the double clicks today mm-hmm. who've been on this tour with us aubrey shout would, out aubrey sh- and the double clicks shout sh- out laser shout out the double clicks amazing group get up on the double clicks train if you're not mm-hmm. they are open-minded and wonderful aubrey went to school for production oh and cool she was saying how one of her professors, uh, inve- you know, they had the 5.1 surround sound. Yeah. And that Malink and um, the Wraith was released on that. Yeah. Have like you ever the li- DVD heard it? audio or whatever it yeah, is. Have you ever listened to that? I haven't. No. 
I've seen it on eBay a couple of times. I almost bought it. I never pulled I the wanna, trigger. I want to cop that. And listen, have you I, ever heard? No, but but Aubrey was saying how the um, professor who helped engineer it and mix that played it as an example, a song from that. Cool. So I was, she was talking about 5.1. I said, you know the Wraith. And she just dropping mad knowledge mm-hmm. about it. And apparently that's it's cool, cool with all like the, because that's such a cinematic record. The Wraith 100%. is also weird because it's like short songs mm. and weird uh, was it mom always said when it rains dead bodies and then crossing the bridge or thy bridge or yeah. whatever like that's beautiful there's some potent things on there man it's a very visceral beautiful record it is um so he says in that song what if it was a child's mistake mm. and as he ta- i think he's talking to absolve himself from the sin of the butterfly mm-hmm. and i think that is a cool story can- oh man like when you're you're saying like the him saying like what if it was a child's mistake yeah could be a reference to him like making the mistake him and Rob making the mistake with the butterfly yeah I totally think that's what that's about dude I didn't even put that that what did you think makes it was a about? lot of sense I just thought I it was more general I didn't I'm not opinionated on it, but I thought like just when I thought about that lyric I thought it more general but that's that's a pretty interesting take let's, on it let's talk about that yeah so that's that's a huge 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 i can't overstate enough huge part of the of the dark almost narnia dark carnival lore the butterfly yes. yeah because every record's dedicated to the butterfly mm-hmm. talk about salvation and mistakes and innocence and sin yes, so sir. let's talk about this story well i think it's cool we can we both appreciate the story and we can bring to light how huge it was on jay and his brother jump steady shout out jump steady absolutely shout out jump steady so you start and i'll fill in anything with and the it, butterfly? Yeah, and we'll just tell this story. It's a great story. Yeah, absolutely. So the first time I heard about it was actually in the booklet of the Wraith Shangri-La. Oh, so yeah, it's in there? It's in there, yeah, absolutely. Before, I think whoop, it was in Behind the Paint. And so basically, um, Violent J and his older brother, Rob, a.k.a. Jumpsteady, you know, when they were young kids, they found this big, beautiful butterfly when they were outside because they used to always like, take bugs and keep them in like, you know, a shoebox for a bit, just like collect bugs and look at them, I guess. And they found this big, really big butterfly that was super beautiful. Yeah. And they wanted to, I guess, kind of hang out with it for a bit. And they wanted to have it as like their guest um, with them. They put it in like a, um, I don't know, I think they said a jar and poked a bunch of extra holes in it. And how they describe it is so dope. Like, it almost like had veins and fur. Yes, like they're Like a giant very, yeah. cat, almost. Absolutely. This huge butterfly. Yeah, and will you take over and say, what happens when they bring it in? Okay, so they have this big, beautiful butterfly mm-hmm. in this jar, mm-hmm. and they're just like, we're just going to let it spend the night and have this beautiful gift with us, and we'll release it in the morning, mm-hmm. and that we just want to hang with it because it's so beautiful, and we'll let it go in the morning. Okay, back to you, snacks. Yeah, so um, they talk about how when they were going to sleep, or Violent J talks about, and I don't know what details are in which when it comes to the Wraith booklet and the telling in the behind the paint book, but um, he says in one of them that they hear it like all night when they're going to sleep, like it's wings in the jar, and then they're horrified when they wake up because there isn't any more sound. They had a fan apparently pointed at the jar to kind of keep it cool and comfortable. Right. And they, the butterfly, unfortunately, wasn't making any noise, and they woke up, and they found out it was dead. So one of probably the most, like Lara said, spiritual things about like ICB in general is that they felt so bad 
about killing this butterfly because they wanted to hang out with it and then ended up dying in the jar that they vowed to stay on the right track so they can get to heaven to, to meet it to meet it and apologize to the butterfly <laughs> and violet j it's funny i did actually listen to this part yeah. in the audiobook he says recently he says that if if there was a policy in heaven that insects weren't allowed they vowed to request that policy be changed on the butterflies we have <laughs> and then let it come back that's right oh for future insects yeah, that's right, right. And, and maybe i guess for the butterflies benefit too yeah that's a really cool so it's like feeling like this is what's dope to me about this story realizing that the loss of innocence that you do something innocuous mm -hmm. that you feel like it's just you're beautifully bonding with nature but that mankind is fallible mm -hmm. and this beautiful thing was had its life taken away mm -hmm. and that's the thing we were talking about tonight at this show that isham said to him about time right mm -hmm. that yeah you always drop that that oh, no, man you go ahead you're doing good okay that 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 most horrible sinful thing you can do to someone to a person is take away their time so if you lock someone in jail for 30 years you get 30 years of their life or if you kill someone that's like sinful because you take away their time that's the most mm -hmm. horrific thing you can do to someone mm -hmm. and they have a lot of stuff of imagery about time and, mm -hmm. and especially in the first joker's cards because it's like like about how time ultimately brings judgment mm -hmm. and time is finite mm -hmm. and the i don't know it's is there any of the? I'm trying to think. Any of the characters have clock imagery? I'm trying, trying to think, think about that. I don't think so. I know, like, Marvelous Riddle Box with the time of the crank. Eventually, that the is box true. will pop. Yeah, that's right. I Marvelous guess, Missing Link. Well, yeah, and Missing Link found the last song is just straight up called Time. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, and that song is very specifically about that. Like, you know, you're just kind of always on this clock. Yeah, it's ticking away. I love the missing link found their yeah. verses on there are some of their best verses it's an amazing album, and, man i love it and jay talks about or shag no i think shaggy talks about this is the gift i've been given this gift to reach people and i'm never going to take that for granted mm -hmm. and that's some real flavor dog absolutely dude i believe in my heart that they believe that dude and like i think that some of the stuff that might have been considered a little reckless in their lyrics like I feel like in a lot of ways they're a bit more cognizant of that and they talk about how some of their more lighter like stuff or, or kind of, I don't want to say softer, but like cleaner stuff might not be, might seem corny or lame to like a younger juggalo, but when right. they're older and have kids, because you know, they're family men now, you know, so they probably want like the juggalos to like i think there was always good morality in their music but i i it does seem like it's been kind of emphasized sure especially on the second deck that's right and the second deck has less i don't know brutal sexist songs yeah um i like the the rebel flag on i forget which record on the second one mm -hmm. the the confederate flag song is that on that's not lost yeah, that's a great song. Oh man, it's so, it's so relevant. It Anti-racist like, vibe. That's right. So that stuff's so cool and about. I remember when we met Jay. I mean, whatever. I could talk about it all day. We mm -hmm. were we were talking to them, and Megaran was asking talking about the book and asking questions. It was dope. And this dude on a wheelchair came by, on a golf cart. This dude with that legs driving a golf cart. This black dude and Jay runs over and hugs him and like, yo, like, I don't know. You could tell that those guys are like hip hop is about breaking down barriers mm -hmm. and and i thought that was tight like 
this this person who was working and driving around, Jay made a point to go over because he was working on it. He didn't have legs on the golf mm-hmm. cart. And I, I just feel like that ICP, be perfectly real, helped me understand hip hop more. Wow. And, and we're a gateway to all other stuff. Like mm-hmm. especially, yeah, I mean, they reference so much Run DMC and mm-hmm. they, they love hip hop. And that made me want to get into old school rap. And they were, they. were I wouldn't love hip hop a fraction as much as I do if it weren't for icp and the juggalo movement that's amazing dude so I that's what's up same thing that's what's up icp there's, Chill. Something, there's something else woo, woo. mc snacks mm-hmm. so um what's your last your newest project news project i i have the title but i am not gonna reveal it yet that's fine but i am working on something and it's going very smoothly uh there's a new album you yeah. in the works and i'm, I'm release date or not no uh, definitely, um, like I would say, June at the latest. June coming up. You did a song with psychopathic recording artist Anybody Killer. Yes, I did. Uh, called Medicine Man. No, no, that's our song. That's our song. No, yeah. The one with him is Scrub to Shine. Shine. Yes, sir. And his album's Medicine Bag. Yeah, that's, that's how right. I got. Yeah, this, yeah. So <laughs> you worked with that's tight. So you're one degree away from psychopathic. Are you well, yeah. Like <laughs> when you look at it that way, I guess. So that was an honor to get, you know, to work with him. He was He did he, great. He killed it, man. To hear him rapping over one of my beats. That's one of my favorite things about doing a collab. You is, made that beat? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I made I made the uh, I think every beat, I'm trying to think, every beat besides one on my projects. Um You're a really good producer, man. I did oh, not man. know you did those beats. Yeah. Good FL job, Studio, Snacks. baby. Maybe I knew that, but they're yeah. great beats. Oh, thanks. What's buddy. your musical training? um youtube tutorials <laughs> Dang. but musical theory and stuff you just don't know any of it <laughs> i know what the the letters on the keys are and you know what's in key and what's not or i know what sounds good right to me <laughs> but i don't it's know if it's dope, technically dude. in key or not then you save money not having to pay people for production yeah well and that's my favorite thing to do i honestly would like i can i think i have the mind of a producer more than i do a rapper like the beats, that's my favorite thing to do is, is write the music. And, yeah. Um, you have a very low, sonorous voice, like Charlie Tuna. Or, oh, man. It's kind of, you're you. blessed with this bassy, low voice, mm. baritone. Blessing and a curse sometimes because recording it, rapping can be hard, especially over certain energy. beats. High energy and just sound clear in the mix, especially when I'm, when, it's not so bad now when I'm like at a talking volume, uh-huh. but like when I'm like rapping, you know, recording rap, I'm like louder. But you're um voice now i i i did mix it for medicine man yeah kind of you sent me like you didn't send me just totally raw but your voice is fun to mix thanks i have a lot of mid-range yes it's amazing and my key is my natural thing is even flat minor it's kind of my range oh yeah i mean i'm 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 a tenor i'm also a baritone like you know what i'm saying but like mm. Yeah, that's why a lot of my beats, the rock stuff works well with my stuff, and low end and high end, it kind of carves out well. What did you mm-hmm. notice? Did you have to change much? No, I noticed that it was fun to mix and it cut yeah. through because you, it's just interesting about your voice because it, it isn't like, I wouldn't consider it a booming voice, no. but it does have power Thanks. behind it. And also, I was going to say to you, I think I might have said this, this is Denver. nice MC Snacks. Oh man, it's, it's true. And uh, yeah, like you, I think live more than any rapper I've heard uh-huh. sound like the recording. Really? Yeah, I think so. I can't think of anybody that sounds That's closer. Cool. That's interesting. Yeah, That's just really the tone of voice. Like it doesn't sound like you're like 
trying to like you're yelling louder because it's live, but it doesn't sound like it's just yeah. I um I did choir. Mm -hmm. I do vocal warm ups, but playing in a punk band, man, in my parents' garage, mm -hmm. just having to shout in a way. That's why I love Run DMC and Karis when like those old school MCs like. They're just loud because mm -hmm. they had crummy equipment and they had to be heard over it. Right. Yeah. And um, and it's different with a band versus with tracks and mm -hmm. playing guitar is really fun because I love that. Man, that's one of my favorite. This tour has been fun playing guitar because it's like you have this 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 new element to compete with. Mm -hmm. But when this, I felt like the sound guy tonight was great. Oh man, you sounded sound good, good, dude. Oh thanks, buddy. I've never seen you live. Oh man. So what do you think? What song went down the best? You think? I think you the, got a great reaction. Yeah, oh man, thank you, dude. I, it's it was a very humbling uh, night for sure. <laughs> Just so amazing. I'm honored. Um, you I, made a lot of new fans. Uh, yeah, it seems like it seems that way, man. Um, the, I the I wish I was a Ninja Turtle always goes over well because it's got like an easy hook. Uh, you hear it once, you can pretty much sing it. And for the live version, I sample the the follow the Foot Clan of the Game Boy soundtrack. So let's hear this. You can take out the swearing, but let's hear the hook. Uh, so I wish yeah, I was yeah, a Ninja, Ninja Turtle. Turtle. I wish I was a Ninja Turtle. I wish I was a Ninja Turtle. That'd be really sweet. Here we go. Wait, and the live you say effing sweet? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's funny. Depending on the setting. Yeah. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, that was you said that would be effing sweet. Here we go. Yeah. The right. turtle power. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's what's up. Do you love you love Ninja Turtles? I do. Did we not do a Ninja Turtle? We were talking about it. I think so. Yeah. We didn't actually do one. Shredder song. Would that be sick? Ninja Turtles, Turtles have life. always been rebooted. Rebooted. 100%. Re They're like Snoop Dogg. Yeah, they, are. they just keep living on. <laughs> yeah, it's the. Uh, have you ever see that when ICP's watch ICP theater when they're watching the Snoop Dogg video and they're like, he's always in high school, he never gets old. And, I the, know, and then they say thing that Pitbull that he always feels like he's about to be great, but he never is. <laughs> I don't think I remember that about Pitbull. IC ICP theater is the bomb. Word. Oh man, it is. It's so funny. Um. Anyway, so let's talk about turtles. Ace yeah. Duck. What do you know about Ace Duck? Ace. I feel like you got a Patreon song. You, yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You're on my Patreon. Yes, sir. Thanks, Snacks. Um, You've, yeah. But that, I don't know much off, off the top. Ace Duck, I loved. It was one of my first figures, one of the first turtles I liked because I love Donald Duck. Mm -hmm. And he's an Air Force captain mm -hmm. and he flies the turtle blimp. Cool. But other than that, like with the retcon of it, right? Like the recontextualization of it, there's been a whole universe that he was in. He's a tournament fighter kidnapped on a planet to fight other aliens and the turtles have to save him really yeah that's like that's like a future version of ace duck but what i like is that there are all these characters that have these weird stories mm -hmm. what's your favorite super random turtle character oh super random turtle character the fools might not be up on well that's the thing i might i might seem like a uh ninja turtle poser here because i don't know if i'm going to be able to school anybody with an obscure one um honestly there's no such thing as an intro poser. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean uh, the I always like Baxter Stockman. He's not uh, obscure whatsoever. He's in the arcade game Turtles in Time. That's right. The second level. I think the second level he swoops down. Yeah. And like we were playing it last night. Yeah, but Baxter Stockman I think is the coolest villain in my opinion, besides maybe the Shredder. But I don't think I have an obscure one for you, Lars. That's okay. Did you have the toys? Yes. Well, so the thing is, my brother. Um, had the toys because I was 
How's your just bro? on the tail end. He's three years older than me. Okay. So he was in that sweet spot. I was in the tail end. So I had like his hand-me-down toys and the toys are actually what I had like a bigger connection with in the cartoon because I think the cartoon by the time I was old enough to like the Ninja Turtles, the cartoon was kind of on its way out. But you, then I got into the games and stuff like and that. And then 2007 was the CGI reboot. Yeah. And you would have been then what? 16? 16. And there was also that one in the early 2000s, like the new cartoon. Right. Um, like they're all, CGI. all white. Uh, well, I think there was. Or was that animated? I think there might have been a, a cartoon reboot oh. in 2003. I could be wrong. Um, and I watched that and stuff, but. Did you ever watch the first movie, the Jim Henson one? Uh, yeah, oh, man, absolutely. That was great. It's so good. That was great. And Vanilla Ice. Turtles 2. Uh, yeah, Secret of the Ooze. That's what's up. Did yeah. you watch Out of the Shadows? Uh, no, what's that? Out of the Shadows was the second one to the Michael Bay reboot. So remember in 2013 or something, TMNT came oh, out? Oh, I, I think I did. Yeah, uh, the, the, they're CGI, right? And they look like kind of realistic. Yeah, they did one and they did the second one. I think I did see both of those, yeah. Yeah, those, those were great. You're like, yeah, I, yeah I, I don't remember much about them. Yeah, it was just exciting, you know. Yeah. It's okay to love turtles. Dude, it's just good fun. And that's kind of what, like, and again, I'm a bit more into, like, the deeper religious stuff these days. But when I was, like, first starting out with MC Snacks, I wanted it to be, like, if the Ninja Turtles cartoon, like, that just fun, positive, like, energy, just, like, good versus evil and just pizza. Like, that's what I wanted MC Snacks to be. Yeah. But, you have the album the album on it's like a pizza character mm, wait a minute was it, oh yes yeah incredibly human yeah yeah it's a pizza man mm-hmm. is that supposed to be you shout out chelsea she's just done a lot of my albums no i just had that idea for uh for an album cover and, and she whipped it up because she's super talented and it came out pretty cool that's what's up it's unique i think it catches your eye yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So you've got a new record coming out in June. Yeah, that's the should be the latest possible date. That's what's up. Yeah. Do you have any shows? I I, I do mm-hmm. to be announced. That's what's up. Yeah. Where can the MC Lars podcast audience follow you on social media? So uh, Instagram.com slash MC Snacks, Facebook.com slash MC Snacks, YouTube.com slash MC Snacks. I think all of them are just slash mc snacks the major if you do any major social media you do slash mc snacks s-n-a-x that's right snacks with an x you should find me if you google me you'll find me oh my band camp is the best place if anybody out there uses band camp send that cheddar yeah yeah it's also for free in fact i don't even know if i i go back and forth to like not even allowing people to pay, so it's like you should change that for this. I know, you're brother. Some new audience. Oh yeah, you're you're probably right. Yeah. I will I will do that. Pay what so, you want. Yeah. N- yeah, that's right. Throw Name your price. Some money and like our song is tight on there. Yeah, absolutely. Incredibly human. Uh, or sorry, yeah, medicine man on incredibly human. Um, snacks. Yo, question. Yes, sir. Your videos are dope. Oh, who thanks, makes your videos? Man. So I've done a couple of them. Um, my buddy Ryan Francis, shout out Ryan, has done a couple of them. And my buddy Mike Sims, shout out Mike Sims, has done a couple of them. I would probably say uh, the most technically proficient ones are done by my buddy Mike. He did Snack Art, Snack Often. Yeah, Snack Art, Snack Often. <laughs> that video's tight. Thanks, buddy. I mean, they're all tight. Oh, man, that means a lot. Um, I feel like we'll be making more jams. Man, I can't wait. We got to do... Actually, I got an idea. Well, I, share I, it, share yeah. it, share it. Let's pitch it to me right it's now. It's for the new album. I, I got the beat. I haven't told you the collab idea. Let's go. 
I can't do it right now. All right, fair it's enough. It's a secret. Now that I, I'm off, acting off like it's mic. like there's thousands of people that's going to be a leak. I'm like, uh, are you telling me off mic? I'll tell you off mic. Absolutely. That's what's up. Well, MC Snacks, thanks for doing the show. Thanks for doing the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, MC Lars. You're an amazing friend, an amazing guy, amazing musician. And it's a blessing to know you, brother. Same. Shout out to all the people listening to the MC Lars podcast. Amen. Whoop, whoop. Shangri-La. <laughs> all right, here we go. Oh, this is us here the Narnia. This is uh, our Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe song. Mm -hmm. That's what's up. MC Snacks, thanks, bro. See you guys. It's the Lion, the Witch, and the It was tight, all right, set my tongue on fire, couldn't put up a fight. In fact, I'd sell my siblings out for a taste so delectable. Lured by the white witch with bait so incredible. Consumed by my hunger, Edmund the liar, betrayed her blood, thrown into the fire. Tears on my cheeks till I saw him on the table, sacrificing everything for me. He was able in the... The snow melted, Aslan appeared Flanked by my siblings, safety was near Rescued by a lion who debated with the queen He climbed up on the table, was this a bad dream? The great lion, the king of the beasts Dragged, mocked and ridiculed, hung from the tree Beaten, tormented, shaved and killed We stayed by his body on the dark silent hill But in the morning, what was this? Our friend had disappeared like a ghost in the mist Cheated death somehow, the feline holy spirit The demon that had haunted me, I no longer feared it. Freed all the prisoners, once turned to stone. Peter led the army, and we finally went home. Up in the clouds, always there for you and me. Never lying, that's the lion who so gladly set me free. a king, a return for a time I will reign Who knew the Lord of Narnia had a tail and mane? I'm not in it for the fame, it doesn't bring me any pleasure I'm here to serve you and to give my mercy without measure Edmund, how he stumbled, wandered from the path He tried to serve the witch and she rewarded him with wrath But I took his misty with me to the table in his stead I was shaved and beaten slain so he can live, I paid his debt I'd do it all again, the total sacrifice Even if the magic written wouldn't bring me back to life Narnia's in need, on a tattered thread it hung As I killed the witch you breathe the life back into its lungs I love you all so much And not just cause of prophecy You might not always see me near But that's the way it's gotta be I know you won't understand everything I do Just know that if I do it I do it all for you
That was Aslan's Secret, which was released on Patreon a few years ago. And I did an EP of all the books of the Chronicles of Narnia. I did raps about each of them. And I'm really proud with how that turned out. Snacks, you're the man. Thanks for being on the podcast. Not once, but twice. And for bringing your positivity. Next week, guess what? I interview my wife, Ash Wednesday. Uh, we're locked in quarantine together. She is in a group called Handjob Academy, a rap group. Um, and she gets into that. So Google Handjob Academy. Well, maybe don't. <laughs> no, do. Go on YouTube, look them up. Because they have some really funny, amazing videos. And I interviewed all three of them. Ashley, Max, and Claire. And so I'm doing a series. It's going to be each one of them, their perspective on the band and what they're doing now. And yeah, it's kind of dope. So check that out. And thank you all for listening. Please jump on the Discord. And if you want a free t-shirt, join the Patreon. You get a phone number you can call in. And if you call in and tell a story about how you first discover me or, or a show or something, I'll send you a free t-shirt and I'll cover the shipping. So check that out. All right. Sending love to all y'all. Thanks again for your support. Have a good week. Bye.